angels and demons, mythology and religion, heroes and monsters. These are the stories we create, the beings we fear and yet long to be. My name is Raven Burns Kushner, Wiccan artist and life coach. On this channel, I analyze our stories, gleaning the spiritual principles that help us live more successfully. I explore the darkness and the light, as both are important. And don't be afraid, unless of course that excites you. <laughs> All right, hello and welcome. So today I'm going to be talking about the movie Dead Ringers. Now the reason why I wanted to review the movie is because they have come out with a series Dead Ringers starring Rachel Wise, or Weiss, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. Um, but the original starred uh, a man, Jeremy Irons, as the main character. The new one is going to be starring Rachel Weisz or Wise. So I wanted to see the movie first. Um, but before I get into all that, I wanted to discuss briefly the painting behind me. It is another painting based on the series Interview with a Vampire. It's not a literal uh, depiction of the characters in Interview, but it was definitely inspired by their love story. So I'm having a lot of fun with that series. So it'll be done probably by, it may be done by the time this comes out. If so, the link will be in the description. If not, then next week. All right, well, let's get into it. So I did not have a lot of expectations with this movie. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not. I did like it. It was very thought provoking. I don't think it would be for everyone though. It does have graphic thematic matter, matter and you know there's some scenes that might be not a lot i mean i was expecting a lot more but there's like a surgery scene that's fairly graphic now i've watched heart surgeries not live but on television and it doesn't bother me but i think that's probably the scene where if you're very um gore averse <laughs> you just it's not that long um but that's really the only thing but the story is really, really interesting, I thought. So basically, if you don't know the stories, and there's going to be spoilers, so this is an old movie, so it's gonna be spoiled, <laughs> okay. Um, but it's about twins, these two twins named Bev and Ellie. Now it opens, it just, it's really cool how it opens. It opens with a quote, have you, you've heard of sex? And it's like, that's the opening line before you see anything, and then you see these twin boys are probably like, I don't know, 10 years old or something like that, talking about sex. So that really, you know, sets it up. I mean, the way they're talking about it, it's like they're children, but they're very intelligent children. So they're, they're talking about it in a childlike way, but at the same time, it's like very sophisticated. So they approach this young girl and they want to have sex with her because they have this theory that humans have sex. Uh, touching because they're not like fish. Fish reproduce by fertilizing eggs so they don't need to touch. So they wanna test out this theory. So they approach this neighbor girl and they're like, would you have sex with us? They're British. <laughs> and she tells them to fuck off or whatever. So that really sets the stage of the character of these two. They do everything together. So we see them go on to medical school and they get some high honor. They come up with this new 
you, um, the implements to use during surgery, and they're recognized before they've even graduated, so you know they're going to be really successful doctors. And then we see them go on to have their, their practice. They are, in, they are OBGYNs, and they share an apartment. So they share everything. So what we see is they share career, they share weird personalities, they share an apartment, and we also learn that they share sexual partners. So one of them is the more flashy, outgoing one. The other one is a little bit more sensitive and awkward. So the outgoing one, and you know, he dates a lot of women, but he doesn't even really go to bars or anything like that. He basically dates their patients, <laughs> sleeps with them, not dates, sleeps with his patients, and then gives his leftovers to his brother. So, and then the brother gets his brother's sloppy seconds and then comes back and tells the brother all about the sexual experience. So this is already, these are some weird people, right? Um, but that's what's up. So the turning point, so we see, okay, they're weird. They have a very enmeshed, bizarre, highly intelligent and successful lifestyle, but they're, they're weird, right? Um, the turning point is when one of the patients that, that the outgoing one, the outgoing one is Ellie, the Shire one is Bev, Ellie and Bev. So Ellie dates or sleeps with <laughs> his patient named Claire Naveau. Now the reason why he slept with them, Bev actually met her first. They specialize, these doctors specialize in infertility. And this particular patient, Claire Naveau, comes in because she wants to have children. And it turns out, she's also very weird, she happens to have three cervixes. Now, women only have one. <laughs> she has three. So she's not going to be able to have children. And this is devastating for her. She's an actress, so she's very famous. So when Ellie, the outgoing one, finds out from Bev that, that Claire is one of their patients, he sees her as um, like a sort of a second opinion and they don't know, she doesn't know that they're twins. She thinks it's the same doctor. So anyway, she ends up sleeping with Ellie. Ellie gives her to Bev. But the thing is, Bev and her end up really clicking. Um, not at first, it was a rocky start, but they end up really clicking and even falling in love. Now this is what's different because now all of a sudden these brothers who do literally everything together as one, this is the first time where there's a shift because Bev this time does not want to share the details of his sexual exploits with Claire. And before I move on, I think it's interesting her name. I don't know if this was done on purpose, I imagine so, but her name is Claire Niveau. Claire meaning like clarity, Niveau, similar to nouveau, like new, so like a new clarity. Anyway, <laughs> she marks, she's a game changer because Bev really cares about her and does not want to do these games anymore. Now they've been playing games with her. They've been pretending to be one doctor, one person, one person that she's sleeping with. And so it all comes out. She ends up forgiving Bev and they continue on with their relationship, but it's clear that this is going to be a problem. It's clear that it's going to be a problem because this is interrupting the enmeshed relationship that Bev and Ellie have had. So Claire, Claire is interesting because she's a drug addict, right? She's a functional drug addict. She's an actress. And so as an actress, she has 
access to doctors who will write prescriptions for her. So she's like addicted to prescription drugs and she actually knows just as much about drugs as the doctors do, pretty much. So Bev ends up not only being dependent upon Claire, but he ends up going on drugs. Now prior to this, they didn't really do drugs, neither the twins, but once he hooks up with her and she's always doing them, and he starts having these psychological problems because he's sort of like separating from his brother, he starts going onto drugs. So he's dependent upon the drugs and he's dependent upon Claire. So this is troubling for Ellie and Ellie doesn't want to see her. He's not interested in her, but he kind of wants to start dating her again because this is weird. This is like new territory and she doesn't want him. She only wants to date Bev. So what happens is Bev and her, like I said, are very enmeshed, but she has to go away for work. She's an actress. Now, while she's away, <laughs> Bev, because he's very strung out and dependent upon her, he calls her and a man answers the phone. Now, she's an actress. Actors and actresses have people around them all the time. So this is just an assistant and he's gay on top of that. But Bev doesn't know this. He just calls, there's a man answers the phone. He's pissed off. He thinks she's, assumes that she's cheating, goes off into a spiral with the drugs, just goes downhill. But in the meantime, he kind of falls back into his dependency with his brother. So the two of them kind of become enmeshed again while she's away. When she comes back, now Bev's life is a hot mess by this time. He has sunk all the way to the bottom and has become a disgrace and is threatening both of their careers because again, they've done everything, including their career together. So she comes back and she kind of laughs at the misunderstanding, you know, and they end up reconciling. And while they've reconciled, he ends up being given the drugs again because he was trying to get sober. His brother was trying to help him get sober. She comes back, goes back on the drugs, but now he's functional. Now he's not in detox and he's not flipping out. Um, so he's now in his right mind and he's concerned because he hasn't heard from his brother. And, you know, like I said, they're very enmeshed. So Bev thinks it's really weird. Why hasn't Ellie called me? Why hasn't he checked up on me? So in the meantime, he's like, I need to go see how he is. And Claire tells him, he's like, don't go back to him. If you, if you go back to him, he'll never let you come back. And that ends up being prophetic. He goes, checks on his brother while Bev was away. Ellie ends up going down the tubes. So now they're both down the tubes and they just go all the way down the tubes together and they end up dying together. Now this story was based on a real story of two very strange <laughs> twins uh, who were OBGYNs who everything was pretty much, except for the, the addition of the lady, everything else was the same. They were doctors, they um, got onto drugs, they died on the same day and um, the one died before the other. And there's no real explanation for why the second twin died. They've, and this is the real life story. They found barbiturates in the system of the first twin. And at first they speculated, well, maybe it was like a fast detox. Cause if you detox too fast, apparently you can kill yourself. Um, but then that's accompanied by usually stroke or convulsions or things of that nature. And there was nothing like that. So they're not still to this day sure why the second twin died. But in this story, it's clear that they just couldn't live without one another.
All right, so what does it all mean? <laughs> That's the question. I have my theories. Obviously, one theory is as good as another, but they really played with the idea of conjoined twins because at one point when Bev was down the tubes and Ellie was trying to pull him into recovery, Bev was like, why don't you just go live your own life and just leave me alone? And Ellie brought up the idea of the first separated conjoined twins who apparently Chang and Aang, one of them died of a stroke and the other one died of fright when he discovered that his brother was dead. So that was his answer. He's like, I can't just go live my life because like basically you are my life. <laughs> and at one point, Bev even says, or hints at the fact that they have a shared nervous system. Now he kind of says this offhandedly, but you get the idea, well, that's the idea that they were playing with, that they, although they were not born as conjoined twins, they're just identical twins. But the thing is with conjoined twins, it's accepted wisdom that you should separate them if you can. And the only reason why you wouldn't is if they shared like a major artery or like an organ or something like that to where if you separated them, they would die. Um, but other than that, you always try to separate them if you can so that they can try to live normal lives. Well, this story, I think, posits the notion, what happens if two people are joined at the soul or joined at the nervous system or joined spiritually or whatever you wanna call it, is it just as dangerous to try to separate them? And I would argue that the movie says yes that if two people are joined at the soul, you cannot separate them any more than you could separate conjoined twins joined at the chest who share an aortic artery, right? So I think that's the main idea they're playing with. There's also a lot of male-female stuff, gender roles. At one point, Claire is sort of ridiculing Bev because there's a scene where he's helping her rehearse and he's not very good. <laughs> so she's kind of teasing him about, haven't you ever, didn't you ever play as a child? Didn't you ever do this? And he's like, and why do you have a woman's name? And he gets really defensive about this. He's like, because she hints like, well, you know, why do you have a girl's name? What is your, you know, why would your mom call you Beverly? And so he gets really mad and he's like, what are you trying to say? You trying to say I'm gay? You trying to say my mother just wanted girls? Is that what you're trying to say? And you know, no one said any of that, right? But like, when you're really triggered, that's a hint that something's bothering you. So I wonder if they're, because Ellie, his name is really Elliot, but he goes by Ellie, and Bev, Beverly started off as a man's name, but by the 20th century, it had already morphed into a woman's name. And the movie has it set to where it opens in 1954 when we first see them and they're about 10. So it's well into the 20th century. So the parents would have known that Beverly is a woman's name. So it's, it's really interesting. Did that play a factor in how they turned out? It's interesting that the movie really doesn't give them a context. You don't see their parents. You don't even, they don't even hint at a mother and father except that one line where he gets really defensive about his name. So you wonder, was that going on? Was there no father? Did the mother want girls? <laughs> I don't know. But the whole uh, male, female, it's kind of all 
enmeshed also with status because as OBGYNs, as male OBGYNs, they have sort of this status in society, but also the power over women. There's this really uncomfortable scene where he's using the medical implements that they had come up with back when they were in med school. He's using this on a routine exam with, um, with a patient and she's telling him, it hurts, it hurts. And he's basically shutting her down and telling her, like mocking her, and, and he kind of just shuts her up, even though she is really in pain. And it was really triggering for me because I think just about every woman has had the experience with some arrogant doctor where they're not taking you seriously, they're not listening to you, and he, they're using their, their status and their supposed intelligence over you to say, well, I know best what's good for your body. So there's a lot of that. Also the fact that in real life and in the movie, they were able to get away with this for so long because it's like they had this sort of shield of doctor, right? Protecting them, shield of money and status and all these things. Um, so I think the movie's also playing with that. Like what do people do when they can sort of in plain sight violate the law because they have this like shield of protection, this, you know, gender privilege, uh, financial privilege, um, and then profession. Their profession is a highly privileged one. So it's really interesting. You know, those are just my ideas on what it meant. I'm really, really curious to see how the series is going to handle this because the series obviously is starring a woman. So I wonder how they're going to play with some of these themes in the show. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that is all I have for you today. If, if you're into these kind of movies like I am, like psychological horror, check it out. I think you really like it. It's really, really amazing acting. So I think the series has some big shoes to fill. So we'll see how they do. So anyway, until next time, have a beautiful and wonderful week and I'll see you then. All right. Bye bye. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you did enjoy today's discussion. Visit paintselflove.com to book a coaching appointment or to buy some inspirational art. Until next time, love yourself and love yourself well. Blessed be.